Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, thank you for uh, tuning in, guys. Welcome to So-Called Fantasy Experts Baseball Podcast. First official podcast of the season now that it started. Um, and whether your teams are riddled with injuries uh, like mine, there's still, there's still something to play for. There's only been two days. Um, we're joined tonight by So-Called Fantasy Expert contributor, Stefan. Stefan, why don't you uh, announce yourself, tell everybody where they can find you, you know, your Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, hey, everybody. Good to be here on a Wednesday with a full slate of games. Uh, I got them all on in the background here. Um, uh, you can find me at I am Stefan Zonia. Uh, that's S-T-E-F-A-N-Z-O-N-I-A. Uh, I've had a lot of great uh, Twitter conversations based on some of my uh, prospect rankings. And uh, so, yeah, get, get in the game and uh, get in the conversation. Yes, so we got we got Stefan here, Joe Bond may show up a little later. We'll see if he calls in. We could do like a staggered thing. This will be the first for the so-called Fantasy Expert podcast. Uh, before we get into that, like I said, my team, riddled with injuries. Uh, Alex Cobb, he's hurt. Um, Anthony Rendon, he's hurt. I took a risk on Joe Nathan as a last-round bid. He's hurt. So I'm already trying to trade everybody for my team because the first two days of Fantasy Baseball season, in my opinion, are the worst. Uh, because I'm constantly panicking that my team, I just drafted it terribly. So, Stefan, why don't you tell me if you think I could get any of these trades uh, to work out? Um, right. I think I could what trade Corey. Di- I don't have. I want to trade for Corey Dickerson. You think I could trade uh, Zach Greinke for him straight up? You think someone would do that? Um, I think that this is probably the only possible window where someone would do that. That's what, um, that's what I, I'm hoping. I think that people are very likely to get caught up in names still this early in the season. Um, I think that Granke was extremely overrated at his draft position just in that there are so many quality uh, starting pitchers available nowadays that people spending that high of a draft pick on a guy like Granke doesn't make a lot of sense. And Dickerson's power is legit and Coors Field is legit. Well, thank you for ruining my hopes and dreams. Um, he, I think his best pitcher is uh, – he went for the complete scrubs pitching staff, which is why I thought I might have a chance. And he also has right. Carlos Gonzalez and Adam Jones. I'm thinking maybe he could, okay. he could spare a little outfield. Um, I was going to see if you'd think they'd take James Shields for him, but obviously not. Um, what do you think about Ryan? I mean, I Jones? wouldn't – You wouldn't do it? 
I I wouldn't, but I also have. I mean, I really I believe in in Dickerson, and I drafted him pretty much everywhere I could. Yeah. Well. All right. Then I guess I'm out of luck. Uh, what about Ryan Braun? Do you think he'll have a bounce back here? I think somebody was trying to shop him early since he with that with that uh, oblique injury, like the he tweaked something the first right. day. You think he's worth trying to right. trade for me? I I tweeted out this morning. Uh, you know with sarcasm that I was surprised that Braun made it this far into the season uh, without injury. And, uh, you know, I mean, this guy is an unbelievable talent. I mean, there's not any question about that, but uh, you know, you're taking, you're taking on a massive risk with him. Uh, you know, this is between, I mean, put the suspension aside. I mean, this guy has been on the shelf on and off for a couple seasons now, and he had that lingering thumb injury and now it's a rib cage. I mean, would you give up a lot of assets for him? I probably wouldn't. I mean, if somebody's trying to sell him already at, you know, 75 cents on the dollar, then, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to that. Hmm. Okay, I'll have to see what he's interested in. He, he's got a pretty stacked outfield, that guy. So, uh, right. anyway, I think Joe Bond might have just arrived. Joe, you here? Yes, I am. What's going on? Oh, Joe, I thought we might have had our first live caller. You're so disappointed. <laughs> Um, Sorry to disappoint you, man. Did you hear? Uh, could you hear what we were talking about? You think my Granky for a Corey Dickerson trade is doomed already? Uh, so I, I caught the end of that, but um, so you've got Granky, or you're trying to get Granky, or, or I have Granky, uh, but since my team has already encountered a slew of injuries to Rendon, Cobb, and Joe Nathan. I just want to trade everybody. I'm just, I just want my team to come out hot. I'm like, oh, Corey Dickerson, all those RBIs. Um, so hopefully, but I, I seriously. <laughs> all right. But anyway, the reason we are all joined here to actually, before we even get to that, what do you guys think about the, uh, this, what's his, what's his name? Kimbrel trade. Joe, you just showed up. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, from a baseball standpoint, I mean, it's obvious what's going on here. You know, the the Braves are trying to to get rid of some money, rebuild, um, and the Padres are going for it, even though I don't really think it's going to work. Um, I think the Dodgers are going to be too strong in that division. Uh, although the Padres are definitely going to make it interesting. But, um, hmm. Baseball standpoint, I mean, those value, well, I'm not – because the Braves weren't going to be that good. But, uh, I mean, I think it's kind of an even trade for his value then, the more I think about it. Um, but, obviously, you know, it, it helps Grilly, Hurst Benoit, and Quackenbush got probably hurt the most in holds leagues. I had to – I he was my holds guy in, like, three of my five leagues, and I had to dump him because he got sent down. So that, that killed me. Yeah, early season casualties are the worst. Uh, Stefan, what do you yeah. think? You think you think the same thing? Yeah, I mean, in general, it's hard to it's hard to see a, a big time uh, improvement for Kimball. I mean, he might squeeze out a couple more saves, but I mean, you know, the Braves aren't going to win a lot of games by many runs, so save opportunities are still going to be there. Uh, so for me, you know, yeah, Grilly is, is the clear winner, and. Uh, you know, the fact that he's not already 100% owned is kind of surprising um, because, I mean, he does have a, a track record as a closer. I know he's not a sexy option, but, uh, you know, you got to get him if he's still out there. Yeah, that was, 
somebody always comes up on the uh, waiver wire with staves early in the season who's just going to take the job and run with it. Uh, Grilly doesn't really have to, or seems to have too much competition besides Jim Jones or Jim Johnson, but uh, I think Ugh. he'll be pretty set. Yeah, right? That's that's exactly what I think. All right, so now that we got that out of the way, the three of us are all in so-called fantasy experts league on ChandlerPark.com. Chandler Park, uh, started by Rob Chandler, is a monthly salary cap league, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, you take your budget, you buy your roster, and you, ha- you can't trade, you can't drop, you got it for a month. Um, we talked, I talked about it with Chris Myers a little bit last week, but I wanted to get into some strategy of it. Um, Stefan, you were sort of putting together the content for us here. What was, uh, what was your strategy going into this whole thing? Well, uh, I took kind of a different strategy from everybody else uh, when I was reading uh, what all the experts kind of did to approach this. And uh, a lot of people put a lot of uh, time and care into looking at schedules and uh, trying to pick fairweather cities and projecting locations and things like that. Um, for me, that is just outsmarting yourself. Um, I always just focus on putting the best team on paper that I can and not really worrying about where they're playing or who, you know, three weeks from now might be a two-star pitcher or whatever. Uh, I'm a lot of value in the pitching side, uh, a lot of pitchers that I really liked. And so I, I, I ended up saving a lot of money on that and I loaded up on uh, kind of premium hitters and that was my strategy. And uh, at this totally arbitrary third day of the season, I found myself in first place. So how about that? Well, isn't that just fantastic? I think I'm at the top. Joe, what, what was your initial thoughts when you came into the league uh, and you had to put together this team? What, what were you thinking? So I'm the complete opposite, and I am exactly what he said he didn't do. Um, so unlike the last time I was on the show, and I completely agreed with the other the other caller. Yeah, um, I will. I will not agree. Um, this is good. I did. I did look at uh, where the team plays and how many games they're playing this month. The fact that it's only a month means you have to focus on April and think of April only. Um, I mean, if if a team is going to play two more games and that batter is going to get ten, you know, eight to ten more at bats, um, that's huge. That's that's more counting stats possibly. That's a possibility to help your OVP. Um, it's more steals. It's it's, it's everything. Um, and for pitchers, you've got to go, especially for the month of April. You want to avoid the the fifth starter this month. Um, and you could tell a lot of the fifth starters were a dollar or two dollars because they're not going to pitch as much this month. Um, and I ended up having to just take a couple of those, knowing I, I won't use them unless there's an injury on my team. Um, but the hope was that they were just going to be there for emergency use only, and I, I won't have to use them because they're going to get skipped in the rotation. Some of the fifth starters aren't even going to pitch till like, the 15th of this month. Um, so you, you wanted to avoid them. And to not get the cities like Minnesota or, like, Detroit, you know, or, like, Chicago today where, where the wind was blowing in completely. Uh, you, you wanted to avoid, you know, Cubs this month where the weather's cold. I think it was, like, 40 degrees and the wind was blowing in today. And, the, like, the ball wasn't carrying. I think Hol- I was listening to it on the radio. Holiday hit a shot and it just died. 
right at the warning track in almost any other day. And, you know, like in the middle of the summer, that ball would have been out. So you wanted to avoid them so you give yourself the best possible chance this month and this month only. In a season-long league, sure, go for the best overall team. It's going to even out eventually. But in just April, you needed to focus on just what's going to help you in April. Well, this is pretty interesting, actually, because I sort of did exactly in the middle of both of you. Um, I sort of looked at schedules and rosters, and, or not rosters, and opponents and where they're playing. Like, I think I have two Rockies and a few Reds. All my pitchers are, like, I think I have two Padres, uh, some Nationals. I sort of just went, like, okay, Rockies, they're playing in cores. I'll take hitters there. I'll take some, oh, I have, I have Donaldson on the Blue Jays. I'm like, all right, he's on a great lineup. Uh, I took t- Chris Davis and Machado, thinking they play in Baltimore. That'll be nice. But uh, I honestly thought this was going to be a little easier, picking the team, than when I first logged in to look at it. I was pretty overwhelmed. Um, yeah. So, Joe, I can see where you're coming from, but I just was not in the mindset to go through all that, I guess. Uh, I did have, and I might, maybe if I had done more research, I wouldn't have ended up with Matt Latos on my team. Um, which is really dragging me down. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I do That's have a question, the, uh, guys. Uh, go, go, go ahead, Joe. What were you gonna say? I'm, I'm curious. So you said you, you took um, Rockies players, and I noticed that, like, I'm thinking Colorado. I've seen it snow in Colorado in April. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. So I actually avoided them. Now that's kind of backfiring on me because they've been killing it the first two days, but. Um, I'm kind of curious as to why you thought that playing in Colorado. I mean, we know the obvious reasons why you you picked Colorado, but did you not think of the possible like cold weather that's going to linger in Colorado early on? Uh, no, not really. Uh, okay. My sort of opinion was there's also been like 60, 70 degree days in April. I I just kind of think all right, it's spring stuff's going to warm up. Uh, even if it is still pretty cold, it's it's still not a bad hitter's environment. And, like, I got – I think I have Aaron Otto as my third baseman. He was, I thought, a pretty good value at, like, 9 or 10 bucks. Uh, yeah. So it, it wasn't just like I was taking Rockies for taking Rockies. I think I took two Rockies just because they were – actually, let me pull my team. I think they, they were just a good value on top of that. Uh, actually, I only have one. Oh, I only have Aaron Otto. I think I had Tulewitzki for a while, but I ran out of money. Um, I did have a question for you guys. What did you do with – the holds and saves categories. Stefan, what, uh, what was your approach to that? Um, so, I mean, with holds and saves, uh, I mean, the whole the whole time, I'm just I'm just looking at prices and values, um, guys that I think can contribute at, at uh, above where their price range is. Um, I got one. Uh, I got two premium closers. Uh, one because Araldis Chapman was only fourteen dollars, which to me was insane, uh, given the high volume of strikeouts that he provides. Um, I'm going to leave him in my lineup all the time. Uh, he'll, I mean, saves aside the the what he contributes to ERA and strikeouts uh, alone is outstanding. Um, I also grabbed uh, Rosenthal. Those are the two closers I got. Um, now I guess I have a third closer because uh, Soria is now Detroit's closer with Nathan on the DL. Um, you can and, stop rubbing uh, it in. So, <laughs> you can stop rubbing and, it in, uh, Stefan, I know. I mean, I thought Soria at $4, I mean, playing for 
uh, a very good team that's going to have a lot of late leads with a prime candidate for holds. And so that obviously worked out. And, uh, you know, in general, I was just looking for guys that provide uh, good strikeout rates as relievers uh, that play on good teams. And that's really was was my strategy for the middle relief and closers. Oh, that's pretty interesting. I had intended uh, to not buy any closers. I figured I'd just go full full pitchers, just try to win that wins, quality starts, all that stuff. Uh, I found myself with a ton of money left over because I sort of bought like some the cheap guys first to see what I could do with it later, and I ended up buying Chapman and Holland. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Joe, what did what did you do with it? How did you approach it? So I actually avoided the closers, like the the actual like high end closers altogether. They were too expensive for me. I wanted to spend my money on elite starting pitching as much as possible. Um, I I only went after one like real elite pitcher in Max Scherzer, um, and then I went after a bunch of second tier guys in my opinion uh, because they were really cheap. Um, but I, I went after all the hold guys. So, like, I got Darren O'Day. He's already got me two. Tozawa, um, he he pitched, but he, he wasn't in a hold situation. So, consider, since it was a combined category of saves and holds, I focused on holds because they were cheaper. Uh, there were a couple of holds guys that were really expensive. Like, Watson was $10, and I was like, no, I'm not, if I'm going to spend $10, I'd go after one of the elite closers at that point. So, I went with guys that were you know, three and four dollars. Um, I ended up switching last minute because Quackenbush was in my lineup. I ended up switching a couple of things around and, and was able to spend seven dollars to get Darren O'Day, and he's been my best reliever. I've got Gorilli on my bench, not realizing that they were going to trade. <laughs> um, not realizing they were going to trade uh, <clears throat> uh, at, at the last minute like that. I think at that point lineups were locked, so there was nothing I could do. So. Um, Kind of thinks he's sitting on my on my bench with with a hold, and that would have helped. So, you, what, you, you're yeah. saying you you're saying you didn't know Craig Kimbrell was about to be traded to the Padres six minutes <laughs> before the season started? No, no, so I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> uh, if only. Um, that's, it's interesting you went with holds. Uh, my league, and you know what? I think it best might be for me at least. I sort of avoided holds just because I wasn't really sure where they were going to come from. Um, all my leagues, I play it outside of Chandler Park, like the season-long ones. I don't think I have any that are really involved with holes. At a, I don't think that's a stat in maybe one of the six I'm in. So I just didn't really know where to look. Uh, and, I, and I thought it, would, it might be interesting to take flyers on some back-end guys that now you think aren't going to pitch at all. But you make a good point um, that they may get skipped. And I have so many just like, I think I have three or four $1 pitchers on here that I may never even put in because I have Jordan Zimmerman, Iwakuma, Granke, and Harvey. So it's like, who, who am I going to really be taking out of those guys? Um, mm-hmm. I am interested, Joe, to see how many how many Holt guys do you have in your lineup, uh, like your starting lineup right now? So I actually only have two. I've got O'Day and Tozawa. Um, I left Grilly, uh, Casey Cien, and uh, AJ Ramos on the bench. Um, and the reason why is because my starting pitchers were all front-end starters for their teams, so they were going to get the three starts for these two weeks that were locked, and then we can rotate them back in and out. Um, so I got Waka, Gray, Cole, Tillman, 
Scherzer, Harvey, and Degrom, all in all in my lineup as my seven other as my other seven pitchers. So I wanted the strikeouts and the good ERA and the possibility for wins and quality starts from them. That makes complete sense. I'm not sure how I did not think of that. All right. Well, thanks for making me feel dumb, Joe. Uh, Stefan, <laughs> what is what's your, starting, yeah. <laughs> what's your starting what's your starting pitcher lineup look like? Uh, so I just I went with uh, guys that I thought were great values. Uh, I got uh, Jake Arrieta um, at 16, uh, okay. Carlos Carrasco at eight, uh, Anibal Sanchez at seven, Pineda at six, Harvey at 15. Uh, these are all guys that I. I put a lot of value on because of their ability to strike people out. And, uh, you know, I mean, one of the things that I kind of think about sometimes and, and, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Tigers fan and I saw it with Scherzer for a long time is that, uh, some of these elite strikeout, uh, pitchers don't actually have to go that deep in games. In fact, they get their pitch counts up quickly, uh, because of the strikeouts. So you see Scherzer pitches six innings almost all the time occasionally into the seventh, but very rarely into the eighth. And for me, that is just kind of like limiting uh, the chance that they're going to blow their quality saves um, because they're they're overpowering in those short periods of time. Then they come out and the bullpen finishes it up. But if you're going for quality saves, then, then that's something to keep in mind too. I mean, yeah, I think you mean quality starts, yes? Uh, yeah, sorry, misspeaking. Quality Quality say it would be an interesting well, stat to uh, yeah, instigate right, into the right. into the, the fantasy sports. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> all right. So then, you guys have talked a little bit about your bench um, so far, but how did you guys split your reserve players? So, Stefan, did you keep them all pitchers, or you have like an even mix and batters and pitchers? But what, what did uh, how do you approach that? Uh, well, I only have three batters on my bench, and uh, I kind of mix it up. I've got a, a first, second, and third baseman essentially. Um, because my utility player is already an outfielder. And since, you know, our rosters are locked for a month, I do want to give myself, uh, you know, an emergency exit in case I do have uh, an injury uh, in my starting lineup. So I don't want to be drawing dead out of any of my positions. But, again, they were value guys um, that, that I don't I, – I mean, I don't plan on ever using them unless there's an injury. Um, a majority of my bench players are pitchers so that I can continuously, you know, in this league we can set our lineups every Monday and then every Thursday. I want to be able to continue and continually cycle my starters through uh, to make sure that I get as many starts as possible. Yeah, I think that definitely makes sense. That's the one thing I was sort of able to pull from uh, just like reading through how this game was played uh, or this, the Chandler Park leagues worked, I guess. Um, I, I actually have no bench hitters, and that is now that you say that maybe for injuries and stuff, it seems pretty risky. Uh, at the time, it didn't seem so risky. I was like, this makes complete sense. Um, yeah, I think I think and I'm again, pretty. I only I only I spent know. seven dollars on the three players, so it's not like I I broke the bank to get bench players. Okay, well that that seems reasonable. Um, I, I guess I could have dropped like a Jake Odorizzi and bought a few. Bench guys, but I just I never like uh, having bench batters. I tend to I'm like a not a needler or I overthink things. I overthink almost everything um, when it comes to fantasy sports. So I'd be sitting there thinking like, oh, do I play? Oh, what do I do? Do I take out Colton Wong? Do I play this guy? What do I do? And that just drives me insane. Um, So I tend to just cut off all 
reserve bench batters, so I don't even have to deal with that because uh, that really can drive you insane, especially early in the season when you're trying to catch hot streaks and all that, like who's coming out of the gate fast, who's slowing down. It kills me. Um, but So there, that's what I did. Joe, what, uh, who's on your bench? How many you split it up? How did you split it up? So I've actually only got two hitters. Um, I kind of uh, goofed and, and probably meant to have kind of like the same setup Stefan there to get the third hitter so I could have a middle infield option if I needed it uh, in case there was an injury. But uh, I've only got two. I only spent $4 on it. It went real cheap. Um, some guys with some upside and some pop if I if I absolutely needed to swap. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's mostly pitchers, some value pitchers. Like I was mentioning earlier, I went with some guys that were cheaper that I hope to – not have to use if I don't if I don't have to um, you know the the fifth starter type of guys like TJ House and Taiwan Walker are down there and I've got Pineda and, and Paxton as well um, kind of wish I'd use Paxton in the game yesterday although he didn't win but uh, yeah it, it's it's five or no it's one two three four starters and three relievers on my on my bench for pitching and then and then two hitters one outfield one one first baseman. Okay, well, hopefully, I can either my either I will learn from my mistakes uh, this month, and have all my guys get hurt and have no one to put back in for them, or I will dominate both of you, and we can talk about this next month. <laughs> hopefully, I'm hoping for the latter. Um, actually, what place am I in? I am pulling up the stats right now. I don't think I'm doing too good. Uh, I'm telling you, Latos screwed me. Um, yeah, I think I am in one, two. I think I'm in eighth. So awesome, awesome for me. Uh, Okay, we've talked a lot about pitchers now, so let's get to batters. How did you guys approach pitching? I just said we're not moving. We're moving for pitching. Batters, <laughs> Stefan, how did you approach batting? Because that's where we're going. What was your thought process? Is still still the value approach? Well, uh, really, I, I filled out my pitching first and so that I would have some idea of uh, what kind of budget I would have for my batters. Um, after I filled out my pitching, uh, I knew I had a lot of money available, so I started off with premium hitters that uh, I really focused on guys that uh, are going to hit that on-base percentage because that's one of our four categories. Um, so I focused on a lot of those guys and not so much, you know, the, the pure power hitters that, you know, don't have, you know, don't walk, don't hit for high average, those kinds of guys that typically will go much higher in a standard league. So um, I got uh, off the bat, I started with Miguel Cabrera, Troy Tulowitzki, uh, Joey Votto as as three expensive pieces, but guys that get on base all the time. And then, you know, from there I filled out with guys that I really like and guys that I thought were value. You know, Arenado, like you said earlier, at $10 was a no-brainer uh, for me. And uh, Kinsler at 12 Adam Jones at 13 I mean, those are guys that I thought were steals. And uh, just filled it out with, with guys that I think contribute in certain categories from there. Okay, so you went for a well-rounded approach with all your players, just trying to find the best guys that could deliver in everything, sort of. Uh, right? Absolutely, yeah. Is that what I'm going to – that's uh, – I mean, I definitely think that could work. Um, I went sort of the opposite with batting. I sort of filled it out with not cheap guys, but I guess mid-tier players. Uh, like I said before, I have Chris Davis and Machado. I got both of them. That's like 18 bucks right there. Uh, Arenado was 10 I liked Marcelo Zuna at eight, Colton Wong at eight. So, like, I, I went for the cheaper um, – or not cheap, I guess, yeah, cheaper 
so I could see what money I had left because I didn't want to buy like Tulowitzki and Bryce Harper and Carlos Gomez and Mike Trout and then realize I got to cut some of those guys because I can guarantee you I would try to keep as many of them as I could. And I'd be like, oh, I can fill out an outfield of three players with $5. That'll work. But it, I don't <laughs> think that would work. Um, so I, I went cheap first to try to see what money I left. And then I bought who uh, sort of like, it gave me free range to buy who I wanted after that, which I think right. actually worked out really nicely for me with the batting. I'm very happy with my starting. Although they're not really hitting yet, hopefully that'll take off. But, uh, Joe, what, what was your approach to batting? So I, I kind of took the same approach that I did that I do in my season-long leagues. I focus on the counting stats first. So um, I went after guys that I know are going to give me runs, RBI, home runs, um, and help me with those categories. And then some of my cheaper players like Eric Young Jr., Pompey, um, Jace Peterson for a dollar. I was hoping they could help me with steals. Um but, you know, I went after guys like Chris Davis, who I know is not going to help me with on-base percentage very much, but uh, he's not terrible either. I mean, he, he's right around league average, if not just just maybe a below. Adam Jones, kind of the same thing. But they were so cheap that the upside of them giving you the power and the counting stats outweighed the the fact that they weren't helping you in on-base percentage. But, you know, I was hoping that getting players like Wilson Ramos, who who I think is pretty good in OBP, uh, Miguel Cabrera obviously is, uh, Carlos Gomez is, Hanley Ramirez is, you know, those guys could balance it out that I'd at least be competitive and it wouldn't be punting the category. But also, got you know, Hanley Ramirez, Carlos Gomez, Miguel Cabrera are also, you know, as we all know, just some of the best players in the league, and, and they were going to help me in the counting stats as well. So I balanced it out, but I didn't focus on OVP because, you know, I looked over and you could tell that the values for hitters were tied to OVP. And, Absolutely. And it was skewing that, like, a guy like Votto, that, yeah, he's awesome in OVP, and he'll be, you might win the category with him, but you might not, you're, you're, you might not win RBIs because he doesn't get you a lot at this point in his career. So um, I wanted to kind of get a good balance there, and what it led me to was getting less guys that were elite OVP players but better at everything else. So then did you fill out your roster with more um, – like would you say your roster is more stars or more uh, – not scrubs, but like lower-tier guys? How did, how did you fill out the rest uh, of it? It's actually kind of a mix because I've got Handler, Ramirez, Josh Donaldson, Carlos Gomez – and and Miggy, who are all in 23 and above, so 23, 23, 26, and 30. And then I've got Chris Davis and Adam Jones, who I consider stars, but they were cheap at 11 and 13. And then after that, it's kind of scrubbyish. Like I mean, Jack Peterson, I don't know if he's a scrub, but he was a, a risky upside player for me. Uh, Dalton Pompey was kind of the same way, but he was speed. Eric Young Jr., speed. Uh, then I, I went cheap on catchers with Derek Norris and Wilson Ramos, but they were cheap guys that I thought would perform a lot better than nine and four dollars. Um, and Jace Peterson, he was just kind of a, a risky. I I needed a cheap utility player, middle infielder. I mean, and I got him for a dollar. So it's okay. kind, of, it, it kind of a stars and scrubs mix for my. But the scrubs are going to help me. Like I made sure that when I got scrubbed, they were going to help me with certain categories, and a lot of them are going to help me with my speed. Um, so that's where I balanced out my lineup, I hope. 
yeah, I guess we'll see in a couple of weeks. Um, right. Do you do you think you have a any glaring holes on your team, or is there like like is OBP going to be your weakness? Is do you think uh, you're just clearly lacking in one stat, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I I said it in my in my analysis on uh, so-called fantasy experts that OBP was probably going to be my weak spot. That you know, like and like I just said, I didn't focus on it. I focused on all the other counting stats because there's more of them than that one. So I figured if I'm going to punt one not punt, but not focus on one, then it's going to be OVP. I never try and punt the category. I think that's that's a losing strategy. Um, and then my other strategy or my other weakness is probably going to be holds and saves because I didn't go after the elite guys, but I have two top uh, middle relievers, uh, setup men, that I hope can get me enough holds. And right now I'm actually winning that category, which is funny. Um, but I don't think that's going to last very long. All right. Well, we'll see how we'll see how that does. I mean, it, the team has to be winning for you to get a hold. So I can understand trying to uh, focus on starters. Uh, Stefan, what about you? Any any roster holes, stat holes where you think you're going to be weak? Yeah. I mean, uh, when when I look at it, there's definitely going to be. I'm definitely going to finish towards the bottom in uh, steals. I mean, I got a couple of guys that can contribute in steals, but they're not. I don't have any of the elite base stealers. I mean, I've got guys that might, you know, over the season chip in 15 steals or so, you know, like uh, Segura, um, who is incredibly cheap. Uh, you know, Tulo steals a couple. Uh, Anthony Ghost is a guy that will steal some bases in Detroit. But uh, And then, you know, I got cheap speed, but it's on my bench. So Micah Johnson was a dollar uh, guy who stole 80 bases in the minors. Um, but he's hitting ninth for the White Sox, doesn't have a lot of uh, juice in any of the other categories, so he's only really an emergency fill-in for me. Um, but the other seven categories, I, I think I'm pretty well balanced and I uh, have a lot of really positive contributors. Okay. Well, I will round this out by saying I think I have no offensive stack category holds. I drafted a perfect team. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to – the saves and holds thing – I still haven't figured out really how the best way to go about it is. And we've talked about it for like 20 minutes, but like if, if the Reds just start out bad or the, uh, not the Chiefs, the Royals, the Kansas City Royals start out bad, they're not going to get save opportunities. So I may just be out of luck, even though I had the best pitchers. Um, I think I'll probably struggle away a little bit. ERA too could be a bit of a problem for me with some of these cheap starters I got. But uh, I think overall my offense, I'm, I'm like so happy with my offense. Uh, my pitching, on the other hand, is a little – I'm not so high on it. But let's move to the prices a little bit. Um, everybody has their favorite bargain pick or their favorite, you know, like the thing that they were just most surprised about. I think we wrote about this for our pieces that went up on the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, Stefan, what was your – the guy that you were just shocked to see at the price he was or, uh, the, or where you thought you got the best value? It doesn't even have to be the cheapest guy. Yeah, uh, I mean, for me, it was probably, oh, man, there's a lot to choose from. For me, on offense, it was probably Adam Jones at 13. Um, I understand that he's probably not as uh, a high-tier on-base percentage guy, and uh, like Joe said, that the bat prices were clearly tied to that. But, you know, this is a guy that, you know, has fantasy – uh, you know, as fantasy nuts, we know that he is like a first, second round pick, and to see him, you know, go, you know, cheaper than, 
Luke, Jonathan Lucroy, for instance, uh, you know, it kind of raised some eyebrows, and I couldn't click add fast enough. <laughs> well, I don't know how I missed. Oh, I filled out my outfield early. That's how I missed him. But yeah, Adam Jones for twelve is a really good deal. I know he doesn't walk much, but that guy is just right. a player. He, he's, he delivers in all the categories. Um, I don't think you're gonna miss the walks too much there. Joe, don't say Adam Jones. Who was your favorite? All right, I'll, I'll go away from Adam Jones because that was my pick, and I did write about it. Chris Davis was another one I liked. Um, I know he was missing the first game this week, but uh, due to finishing up the suspension from last year, but $11 for the potential power you can get from him is just ridiculous. And he actually isn't terrible at OBP. He actually does walk a lot. He just strikes out twice as much. So um, it's, it's, he's still not bad, though. Um, but, you know, to potentially get, you know, five, six home runs for the month of April from somebody like that, uh, that's that's pretty that's pretty huge, if not more. Um, I guess if I'm going to go real value, I, I think getting a potential at least healthy right now, and he, he's pretty much studying it out right now with Matt Harvey at 15. Um, yeah. I kind of I thought he'd be more just from the spring he had and how kind of crazy people were going for him in, in, in drafts. Um, I kind of wanted nothing to do with Harvey in season-long leagues because I was afraid the Mets are going to start shutting him down early, limiting his innings, stuff like that. But early on, I'm willing to take the risk for just a month. I mean, why not? And for $15, that was such a bargain. Absolutely. And he won't be $15 again. I mean, he's going to no, be $15 absolutely for the not. rest he'll, of the year. He'll end up being, if he, if he ends up beasting it out, like I think he will April. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stefan, did you have Matt Harvey on your team too? I do. Hey, all three of us have Matt Harvey. Yeah, God, we're all <laughs> like, so, like mine. So we right? get no advantage over each other there. Oh, well, I guess if you think about it that way, I, so I was just thinking we're all so smart for picking Matt Harvey. <laughs> it shows we know what we're talking about. Uh, I even right. saw Ron Chandler, I think, the night before the season started or maybe I don't, I don't remember exactly when he tweeted it, but he tweeted out basically like how, how is Matt Harvey only $15 or 14, $15? I was like, Oh, he's only $15. I missed that one. Let's go move some stuff around. Andrew Miller, you're out. Matt Harvey, you're in. Uh, I'm glad none of you told, uh, took my favorite uh, buy and that was Bryce Harper. Um, and this is purely from an injury standpoint. Uh, Bryce Harper always comes in, looks really great in spring. He looks like the Hulk. He gains like another 20 pounds of muscle each summer. And at some point, he's, he's going to run into a wall or another player or something. And he's going to get hurt. Um, but I just think he's finally – he's only 22 now, right? 22. So I, I think coming into the season, he's poised for a big year. And by getting him now, I don't have to worry about any lingering injuries or uh, – I think he just comes in fresh. And he rocked that home run on opening day, so I was pretty happy about that. Um, and once, I mean, it hurts that Rendon isn't there to sort of set the table for him or span, which I it might have taken into account his only $15. But uh, I just think he's too too good of a gen- like a talent to only let him pass for 15 bucks. What do you guys think? No thoughts? Uh, well, I found a way to pass on him, so uh, I guess I'm the wrong person to ask. 
Okay. Well, Joe, what do you think? Do you hate my Bryce Harper play? Oh, well, I think we might have lost Joe for a second. Okay. Well, okay. Well, uh, just to clarify, I don't hate it. I think that it's actually a, a very solid play. Um, and when I got down to filling out my outfield, I had to make some pretty tough decisions. Uh, so I did end up, you know, having Jones for $2 cheaper. I wound up keeping him uh, over Harper, and he wound up being my most expensive outfielder. So I just didn't have room for him. All right, well, Adam Jones, Bryce Harper is a tough choice to have. Let's see if you Joe. Joe, you back? Yeah, I'm back. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, that's Here's. all right. What uh, Do you want to poo-poo my Bryce Harper play, or do you think it was a good one? Um, I actually considered it, but I, I think uh, I, I think I'm in agreement there with Stefan. Um, it, it was kind of like a toss-up between Jones and him, and, and I went and I went Jones just just based off the fact that in a se- in a season-long league, I'm taking Jones over Harbor any day. So um, the fact that they're right. you know that was the decision right there. Like that that made it pretty easy to me. Okay, well when Bryce Harper dominates this month of April, I will have a clear advantage over you guys. So awesome. Uh, yeah, I I kind of thought it was a bit of a risky pick. Uh, I filled him in actually as my last outfielder. Um, I don't know. I've just always had a thing for Bryce Harper. I think this is going to be the year he sort of puts it together. And if it is the year he puts it all together, there's still always that chance of him getting hurt. So I just wanted to sort of ride, like ride that Bryce Harper experience before it crashed off the rails. Um, stuff like that. All right. Yeah, so. I don't think you're alone there. It looks like uh, you you can look at the percentages uh, the, of teams that took him in our league. It looks like four teams, including you, took took Harper. Ah, oh, damn! There goes my advantage. Uh, <laughs> I, I I really would like to, and I'm definitely gonna have to do this after we get off the air. Just go through and look at everybody's teams just to see like the overlap. Uh, like I know Joe, you said you had Jock Peterson. I have Jock Peterson. Stefan, you had five, yeah, five different teams took Jock Peterson. Jones was five different teams. Arenado, um, trying to find him on this list. Arenado was taken in three teams. Okay, well that makes me feel better about Arenado. Um, so that's that, that's going to be pretty interesting to see how how that might play out in next month. Maybe people try to take people they don't think other people are going to take. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. But uh, so now that we've done this, we've drafted one team, one month in the books. Well, it's not in the books, but your roster is locked. Uh, Stefan, have you you pick up anything when you were drafting people that you might look to use next month, or is it still too early for you to sort of formulate an opinion? Yeah, well, I was kind of in the same boat uh, as you, Travis, uh, about the hold saves. Uh, I had a hard time kind of wrapping my mind around uh, that as a combined category um, just because – you know, I've played holds leagues before, and of course, most leagues have saves. But uh, combining them was uh, uh, kind of tricky for me to, to think about. So I, I, it was something that I wanted to monitor and see, you know, how the guys that that lead that category how they put their uh, bullpens together. Um, you know, as we're talking right now, the ten teams in our league combined only have seven total holds plus saves. So it's nobody's uh, really, you know. I know Joe's out of the gate and the leader with two, uh, but <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know nobody yeah, put mine together there yet. So <laughs> we'll see we'll see how that shakes out. So I may I may construct my uh, 
my bullpen a little differently, but uh, I just like I said, I just focus on the uh, the bullpen guys that have high strikeout rates, so that no matter whether they're in line for a hold or a save, you know, I know that they're still contributing in another category. Yeah, I definitely feel this is going to be a like a weird feeling out process for me with the hold saves. Like I might go next month, pick my seven, my nine starters, and just fill it out with holds guys. And sort of just swap out. Let's go starts this week. Let's go holds this week. Maybe something like that. Uh, right. Like like all or nothing sort of thing. Trying to just go for the strikeouts and just sort of uh, like balance that line. Like as people creep up in strikeouts, put my starters back in. As people creep up in holds, put them back in. I don't know. I feel like maybe some weird strategies is good. Is what's going to win this league? Like some off the wall thing. Um, I don't know. It's it really just it's. I just could not figure out. Do I go for the cheap holds guys? Do I go for the expensive holds guys? Like I saw Andrew Miller was 11 bucks, And this is when people still thought Patances was going to be the definite closer. It's like, do I go for the holds guy at 11 or do I go for the closer at 11? Who's going to get in more? What do, that threw me. So I, I agree with you, Stefan, about that. And I'll definitely try to work on that for the next one. But, um, Joe, what have you sort of learned so far through the experience that you may pull in next month when we, when we pick again? Um, that I have to do a lot more research. Um, <laughs> I, I think one of the things that troubled me with picking my lineup was that it was in alphabetical order and it wasn't by like value. So I was yeah. through play. I was like having to filter through players that. I mean, I know we're all fantasy baseball guys, but there were guys on that list that I'm like, who are these people? Because they just <laughs> they don't they don't play. Yeah. And, you know, there were like minor league players on there, and I'm like having to like filter through them and find the guys that are valued and like it's probably why I went after some of the more recognizable names. Like I saw Jones on it for thirteen and it was like, oh, I mean I'm glad I found it, you know. Um so I'm gonna have to do a little bit more research on some of the more depth guys. Like when I was having to fill in like the depth, like my my back end outfielders, I was having trouble thinking of guys that could potentially be cheap. Every time I thought of somebody who was more expensive than I wanted him to be, so I just kind of stumbled upon like Eric Young Jr. for two dollars and Bonte for five and um, guys like that. So I'm going to do a lot more research on some of the 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 lesser players that that I can get for a bargain. So, well, and that makes I I definitely struggle with that at first too. Um, I think somewhere. I don't remember exactly where it is at the moment, but there's like a spreadsheet or an Excel mm-hmm. that goes from yeah. most expensive to, to least expensive. And once I found that, it made things a lot easier. Because um, like you, I was scrolling through picture. It's like, all right, I got six bucks to spend. Who who can I go for six bucks? Six bucks. Right. I'd scroll down. I'd see uh, like, oh, Brandon McCarthy. Oh, he's good. Like, let's put him in. And I go down and go, oh, actually maybe Pineda. Uh, maybe I want him instead. It's like it was hard to sort of judge uh people against each other i felt because they weren't they were alphabetical so you'd forget who you went by or you'd scroll and you'd find some people you liked uh throw them in but you'd find other people you liked more later um i struggled with just thinking of people from like and this is probably my season-long leagues bleeding into this month-long thing which is sort of you probably have to keep them separate but it's just guys like oh here are the people that I thought were going to break out this season. Who were the people that I wanted to get in my auction draft or my snake? Like, who were the guys I was targeting? Which might not have been the best 
idea because they that's like I projected them on season long stats, so I was projecting them in this on season long stats too, which did not help my case at all. Um, I don't know. I think my team's going to be all right. How do you guys think your teams are going to fare, Stefan? You think you're going to finish first or what? Uh, well, I, I'm not. It's it's too early to project that, but uh, you know, I am. I'm I'm pretty happy with uh, with the way things are going and. Whether the weather is cold in Detroit or not, my three Tigers put up uh, 12 combined uh, runs produced today, so pretty happy with that. Yeah, the, yeah. the Tigers are helping to go against Raking Alaska. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. <laughs> it helps when you think it's Raking Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep the Twins down. I'm watching down. that game. I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is not good. <laughs> the poor Minnesota Twins. Um Joe, what is your initial thoughts? Think you're going? I know it's again too early, but you happy with your team? How it yeah. turned out? I mean, I, I think, like I said, I think I've got a good balance. Hopefully, I didn't try and balance it too much, except for OVP, like I was saying. Um, you know, sometimes you can overbalance your team, and you're just kind of finished in the middle of the pack of everything. Um, I've definitely fallen victim to that a few times, but. Uh, you know, I think I went some with some high end power guys that'll give me the county stats with some steel guys, loaded up on some some cheap but what I consider the the second tier of starting pitching that's gonna hold their own and then uh filled it back in with enough holds that will keep me competitive. So I like my chances. Okay. Well that's good to know guys. Um uh, so we got about I think ten minutes left. Uh, why don't you give me just one piece of advice you would give to the prospective uh, Chandler Park players or anybody playing monthly long stuff or weekly stuff like that? Because uh, I know when I came into this, I was sort of completely freaked out by it and totally overwhelmed. And hopefully we all have listeners who come to us looking for advice because that's what we do. So, Joe, what was your what was your biggest takeaway that you would give to guy somebody drafting for the month of May in two weeks? Um, look at schedule. Um, I, I think looking at the number of games played and even their opponents, uh, there, there's a spreadsheet that you can, you can look at for the, um, like, I think it was like run differential and, um, batting average or something like that. I forget exactly what was in it, but it, but it basically told you whether or not their schedule was weak or strong for pitching and hitting. So for pitchers, obviously you want to look at to see if they're facing weak or strong hitters um, and vice versa for hitters. Uh, so, so look at that. So you can kind of balance like, okay, if I noticed that I forget which teams were playing 26 games this month compared to 25 for a lot of teams. But if, you know, if I had uh, two hitters that were kind of the same, and I saw that they were their schedule strength of schedule was much different. I obviously went for the one that had a a, a difference, uh, the the better strength of schedule. Um, and so, kind of focus on that, um, and you should be in good shape. Okay, well that's good to know. I will use that because I did not know that existed. <laughs> so thank you for that, Joe. Uh, Stefan, what's your one piece of advice that somebody, a listener, could take away from this and use to draft their next team? Uh, well, for me, the, the focus is is always on, you know, team is just on the quality of the players. And and I understand what Joe's saying. Uh, you know, looking at games and and opponents 
And using that as a tiebreaker for two evenly matched players makes sense. But, you know, I mean, just using, in theory, you know, if, I, if I've if i got Miguel Cabrera or Adrian Gonzalez and Gonzalez is playing more games, I'm still going Miguel Cabrera because it's, you know, he's just, for me, I would rather have the guy that's going to make the biggest difference in every game that he plays. So, um, you know, and, and look for value. Uh, to sell your team out so that, you know, it's okay to pay pay big money for the superstars. Uh, but, you know, just be aware that you're going to have to find value, you know, to balance that out. Okay. Well, there's your takeaway, listeners. Uh, and before we close this out, what do you – okay, i got another trade for you guys because I've been sort of thinking about this as we've been going. What about James Shields for an injured Hunter Pence and uh, just some throwing outfielder. You think I could get that? You think I could get shields for Hunter Pence? I mean, I think that in theory you can. You might have to wait till Hunter Pence actually has, like, a clear timeline on when he's going to return. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. It's always it's – always, tough to, to trade for a guy that you know is injured and not, you know, be certain when, you know, when you're actually going to get a return on your trade. So uh, I think that in theory that that is doable, but, uh, you know, right this second, I don't know that that would go through. Yeah, I'm probably just overreacting because that is what I do. Um, <laughs> my team's like two for 20 today, so I'm just I panic. Oh God, it's it's a curse. It's a blessing and it's a curse because I overthink and I find nice, cheap value, but I overthink all my best players, and then I try to trade them three days into the season. Um, but whatever. Okay, so this has been the fantasy expert, so-called fantasy experts, baseball podcast. Uh, hopefully, you guys learned something about Chandler Park. I would definitely check it out if you're interested. If your team is bombed in the first month and you just can't take dealing with all the injuries or anything like that, it's a good way to sort of start a new season um i don't know when it may opens up i don't know what we can draft for that but i would definitely monitor that uh stefan and joe thanks for coming on we'll have to do this again in a month or so discuss next month's teams hopefully we can uh have some different people on our team to talk about um so guys why don't you joe you didn't get a chance to shout out so why don't you shout out a little bit of your info and then uh we will end this uh podcast Oh, yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter. That's the best way to uh, discuss fantasy anything with me, really. Um, uh, at Fantasy Six Pack, uh, all spelled out. And um, you can find me, find my writing on so called fantasy experts, fantasysixpack.net, and a little bit on uh, fantasy pros. Uh, and, Stefan, why don't you give us that Twitter handle one more time? Yeah, it's uh, at I am Stefan Zonia, and that's S-T-E-F-A-N-Z-O-N-I-A. And, uh, I mean, I'm tweeting baseball pretty much 24-7, so uh, anybody who wants to mix it up with me about my uh, my Chandler Park strategy, which I know is not uh, not the common strategy, I invite your, uh, your criticism. See, so now you guys have heard their Twitter accounts. Please follow us. We'd like to get verified. Or at least I would. I don't know if these guys. <laughs> I want to be verified. Um, so that's that. Uh, some interesting news about so-called fantasy expert. Be on the lookout in the next week or two. We're going to have a fantasy football podcast starting, uh, hosted by me. So we're going to have more. You can just listen to me talk more, which I'm sure is exactly what you want. 
but thanks again, guys. I hope to talk to you soon. And this has been another episode of the so-called Fantasy Experts Baseball Podcast. See you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.